3: To be honest, I would put myself
1: in the same category as Dwyane. Now
4: Artés is jumped over the scores table.
0: Artés is in the stands. This man was a bona fide scrub.
2: He can't play. When I go to the writers to tell me who can guard in this league, I'll put a gun to my own head. Welcome to the award-winning RotoWire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by PropSwap. It's Friday, August twenty-eighth, twenty twenty. Alex Berutha here next to me is Shannon McEwan, and on the line is Ken K-Train-Kreitz. All aboard! Today's show, we're going to be talking about potential sleepers and busts, or just generally overvalued and undervalued players for next season, as well as some potential dynasty targets. Uh, just quickly, before we touch on normal basketball news, uh, as everyone knows who's listening to this podcast, Wednesday's and Thursday's games were postponed in the wake of Jacob Blake being shot by Kenosha, Wisconsin police. That started with the Milwaukee Bucks boycott in their game five. The magic followed suit. And then the NBA decided to post uh, postpone those days games, as well as Thursdays. It appears that Friday's games will not be played either. That news hasn't been confirmed when we are recording the podcast. So chances are uh, Saturday is going to be the return date for games. Uh, And when those games return, Damian Lillard will not be participating. Shannon, he left the bubble due to a knee injury. And while the series is pretty much over at this point, then for the Blazers, there can still be some DFS implications here.
3: Yeah, for me, when I was before the postponements, I was looking at Lillard's absence. I said, okay, CJ McCollum immediately going to plug him into my lineup. Nurkic, same thing. Carmelo Anthony, who's had some big games this postseason and in the bubble, uh, still very discounted. So those three guys immediately plugging them in. But the fourth option is where I have debate. I think the obvious pick is Gary Trent. He's he's a cheap contract. He's put up some nice games. He already gets tons of minutes. With, the, with Lillard out, I would assume his usage will go up. But then the other dark horse option is Anthony Simons. He's minimum priced. He can light it up when he's on fire, but very risky. Um, I ended up siding with Simons because of the lower expected ownership percentage. But where would you guys sit on that?
2: I still don't trust Simons from a basketball perspective. He's he has flashes on the court where he looks great. There are other points where I'm not sure he belongs out there. Uh, as much as the Blazers touted him before the season started and continue to tout him as uh, the next you know the the best thing since sliced bread, but um, so ultimately I'm I, I would be more likely to roster Gary Trent, who like you mentioned is he's already playing a ton of minutes, so you're not getting a huge minutes boost there. But it wouldn't surprise me if he took. Five more shots from three than normal, you know, one extra per quarter. If you end up go 20 shots, that would make sense to me. Uh, what do you think, Ken?
1: Well, uh, actually, at first two, I was wondering, well, do I invest more in Carmelo Anthony? But if this game is a blowout, right, and the season's over, I could see Anthony and McCollum sitting a lot, whereas Trent and Simons would get extended run. Uh, I'm uh, I've been burned too many times with Simons and earlier. Dame injuries so I still have scars and probably just go conservative with Trent
3: yeah it looks like Simons has he's benefited more when CJ McCollum's out rather than Dame Lillard it's not a huge sample size either way Um, but he I mean he's been lights out in the four games without CJ this year Um, whereas Dame it's been basically on par with his normal production so it's risky either way I'm I'm siding with Simon's just because in the short slate, uh, playoff format, I feel like those low ownership guys are so much more important.
2: Uh, and then, Ken, would you be avoid would you avoid playing like LeBron and Anthony Davis because of the potential blowout? I think so. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know.
1: LeBron doesn't need more minutes. <laughs> I think yeah. he's fairly honed his game.
2: <laughs> 100%. Yeah, guys like Kuzma, Alex Caruso, I'm sure they'll get.
1: Right. I uh, like Kuzma
2: a lot. I like Kuzma a lot. I'm sure they'll be more rostered. Uh, uh, we have let's, another talk, player. But
1: let's talk Orlando. Let's talk Magic. I should say Orlando. Everyone's in Orlando. Let's talk Magic. <laughs> Similar situation. Aaron Gordon leaving the bubble. Uh, he has a hamstring issue but has also mentioned uh, the news of the past few days in Kenosha and elsewhere. Uh, so he has left the bubble. Not like he was frankly, playing that well anyway. Uh, this, to me, just points more to Vucevic, but uh, no Jonathan Isaac, obviously, either. Uh, any other magic thoughts? No, there, it, just, it, con-
3: it continues to be Gary Clark and James Ennis time. It's James um, <laughs> Oh, which isn't that's... very exciting. Um, yeah, I mean, we've already seen Gordon sit out the first four games against the Bucs. Um, in all likelihood, Game 5 will be the final game of the series. Um, I am somewhat rooting for the Magic to come back and win the series now, to just just to see if Gordon will come back for Round 2, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: You're, You're more interesting. More shots in... for
1: Evan Fournier, I guess. Uh, but also, blowout, you think, Vucevic and Fournier, the first two
2: to sit. Mark Fultz still won't take threes. <laughs> yeah. I'm. Yeah, it's tough to... Yeah, the potential blowouts are are tough. Uh, okay. Also, Chris Depp's Porzingis, a little bit of a higher profile name than Aaron Gordon. Uh, he is, as far as we know, still questionable with a knee injury, although at the time that it seemed like the Mavericks game was going to be played, Rick Carlisle said he was, quote, not optimistic about Porzingis' chances. That was on the 26th, though, so
1: that's... True. Wednesday, two days. I I mean, if he was close, maybe he's not close, but you would think two days and maybe three, right?
2: Probably going to Saturday. Three days, one would think is helpful. They're playing it pretty close to the vest. They obviously got blown out last time, gave up over 150 points uh, with Porzingis out. Is there... Obviously, we know Doncic is just going to get his numbers. He's incredible. So. Shannon, is there anyone... I mean, is this is this just continue to hope Trey Burke gets hot, put him in your lineup? Is this Seth Curry? Is this taking any chance on Bolbon, potentially? Kleber? Yeah, it, it's
3: tough. I mean, if 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 Porzingis sits out one more game, I think Kleber's obviously a good fit. Um, Kleber gets minutes either way. Yeah, um, true. He was already playing close... I mean, he played th- over 30 minutes in three of the... Um, in, I'm sorry. In two of the first three games, either way, um, I I fully expect Porzingis to be back. So I think it's a moot point. Okay. I, I think the extra time off um, will give him enough rest to return. Um, but it's tough with with guys like Trey Burke, Seth Curry. It, you know, you'd expect maybe one of them to get hot, but it's a coin toss. It's a coin Kleber, uh,
1: Kleber 12 and four last game in that blowout and seven and nine the game before that, uh, where they beat the Clippers on Donchett's amazing three pointer. It's not <laughs> like he's catching fire with prison.
3: No, head. the minute, the minutes are there for Kleber, but the, the production's just not, he's not a high, high volume guy or anything along those lines. He takes five or six shots a game. You know, he might get a blocker and a steal each game, but he's not going to post monster numbers. So it's just the upsides low, even if you know he's playing 35 to 40 minutes. Um,
1: <clears throat> I do like making Sergeant Schultz jokes, though, when he's got the ball.
2: That makes sense. <laughs> <X million klima. laughs> yeah, it's tough. I, <laughs> the yeah, the usage aside from Doncic can get pretty spread around. Um, Dorian Finney Smith has a game with 30 fancy points. In this series, Trey Burke has two games with 30 fantasy points Trey in the Burke series. Is, Burke is a gunner. So the
1: yep. you know the, maybe it's only a 20% chance, but the chance that he catches
2: fire, that fire would continue through four quarters. <laughs> you know? True. Uh, okay. Some bigger, uh, not not really bigger implications, no, bigger but some news, Eastern but, uh, conference implications.
1: Yeah, Lowry. So Kyle Lowry has an ankle issue and got to think three days off is going to help a great deal. Um, as the Raptors faced the Celtics in round two, he was officially questionable, uh, heading into Thursday's games before they were canceled. He did not practice Wednesday. Um, anyway, so, uh, with the boycott, uh, I would assume this helps Lowry and the Raptors.
2: I think it does. Yeah. More of a chance that he'll play, although it didn't, there wasn't like a ton of, really optimistic news about the ankle necessarily. It was he he didn't practice, I think on Wednesday, I think that I was. And if he's out, um, you know, obviously that evens things up more since Gordon Hayward's out for Boston. And uh in terms of DFS, I think that just points to a ton of uh Fred Van Vliet? Yeah, ton of Fred Van Vliet in people's rosters. And um I'm not a sure there'll be too many. Maybe. maybe a little Terrence Davis, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I'd say Powell. Powell's Paul's the number two guy for me. It's Van Fleet and, and then Powell. Um and we saw that. I mean, in the last game when when Lowry was only able to play nine minutes, um, that's who went off. You know, Powell
1: yeah. was well, gets minutes 29. Anyway, when, Adonobi, when they can't deal with Ananobi's lack of scoring, that you know, Powell's always in there first. Yeah, two, and so, I mean it, it was a
3: blowout. It was a blowout as well, and I think that actually It's one of the reasons why they probably were able to be more cautious with Lowry. I'm not worried about it. It's round two. I think he's going to play. The extra time probably gave him. I'm not a doctor, but the extra time probably gave him enough rest. Um, So I expect him to play. But if he were to sit, Van Fleet's going to be a monster um, as he as he's been the entire playoffs. Um, And same with Powell. Um, But it's hard to gauge. I, I don't think you can look at that game four win against the Nets as the barometer for it uh, just because it was a complete blowout Raptors won by 28 points playing their backups for basically half the game. Right.
1: Uh, Alex, take us to news uh, from the Thunder. Russell Westbrook. Oh, was actually, against
2: sorry, against the, against Thunder. the Thunder, former yeah. Thunder player yeah. and MVP, Russell Westbrook. Uh, he went five on five. Uh, in a recent scrimmage in Rockets practice, so it seems like there's a strong chance that he could take the court the next time the Rockets do. Uh, that would actually be a huge boost for them with that series. been It's been extremely close the whole way. Um, in terms of, again, DFS, is this enough for you to stop considering Jeff Green for once? Every <laughs> time I fire up FanDuel Draft <laughs> Kings. I'm like, Jeff Green's just sitting there at like forty two hundred. He's found the the youth though, hasn't he? I mean, kudos to the guy. He's hasn't he's played this well, it feels like
1: in five years.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad that he's <laughs> he's found the role, it seems, to suit him. Um I I'm I'd be a little worried about his minutes. He's also been playing so well. I feel like it's hard to pull the plug on that. And Eric Gordon has also been uh He's oh, been firing God. up a ton of shots. They haven't been going in, but he's been enough volume. DFS to, does not punish you for missed shots, that baby. Is, <laughs> that is true. So maybe there's fewer <laughs> shots for him, but at the same time, if he's just a little bit more accurate, <clears throat> should balance right. out.
3: Yeah, I mean, with, with Russ out, Eric Gordon, Jeff Green are two of my primary targets right. on every slate. Uh, with Russ back, I don't envision plugging either one into my lineup.
2: It's, it's hard to... It would be a little contrarian. I don't know if it'd be the good kind of contrarian. I still have some faith in Eric Gordon because he's been firing up so many shots. I don't know. I it's a, it's a tough one. Um, so, so much of so much of Green's minutes come because he's there. He's a
1: center for them basically, yes. and that yeah. doesn't change with Westbrook coming back. You no, know,
3: but the the shots do. I you know I don't know that he's going to be putting up 12 shots a game. I. And it it basically has caused everyone to shift um, because essentially Harden moves down to point guard with Russ out and then PJ Tucker gets more minutes at the four, Jeff Green at the five, or those two are interchangeable at the four and the five. Everyone's kind of slid down a spot. Um, I, I would be surprised if Green and Gordon get near the, the usage that they they've had over the past four or five games.
4: According
1: Shannon did nail it. Green is taking 11.5
2: shots a game with Westbrook out. You said 12. I was impressed. According to our Rotowire on off-court stats page, shout out to that page. uh, Jeff Green averages 19 more fantasy points per 36 minutes with Russell Westbrook off the court. That's the biggest jump on the team. Mm -hmm. So I stand corrected. Nice work, Shannon.
1: Uh, you're,
3: wel-
2: you're welcome, Yeah. <laughs> welcome. Uh, okay, Shannon, uh, we have some good friends at PropSwap.
3: Yeah, the smart sports better knows where to find the best odds before placing a bet. And that's why the smart sports betters use PropSwap, America's marketplace, to buy and sell sports bets. Just last week, a customer bought a Miami Heat. It was probably a couple weeks ago, but we're still going to roll with this. Bought a Miami Heat ticket to win it all at odds of 42 to 1. FanDuel had the Heat at 25 to 1 at that time. Right now, PropSwap customers always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other betters like yourself. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid that you think's fair, then buy it. PropSwap, where America buys and sells. Sports bets.
2: Bum, bum, bum. Last season, I had a Milwaukee Bucks hundred to one uh, title ticket that I could have sold on Prop Swap. You should have. That's yeah,
3: cool. <laughs> actually, you should you shouldn't have because they should have won. That's true. They 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 still I still believe that the Sixers had the Raptors beat, but whatever. Um, hey, uh, I want to clear up some slander about Markel Fultz that was mentioned earlier. <laughs> about not shooting three-pointers my man shoots three-pointers now and he drills them he, he's hit he it, does a three-pointer
1: meaningful. he doesn't shoot meaning i should have added the word meaningful oh
3: no they leave him wide open it's beautiful and he takes it and <laughs> he, like
1: it's, he's taking him in the second quarter yeah that weird not, how does that not get blocked he still looks like he's he shooting from his hip they, they don't guard
3: him that? they don't guard they, him he's wide open they every they time he want takes him
1: to shoot. yes they,
3: they want him to but shoot he hey man he, he's taken 11 three-pointers in the four games. He's hit five of those. I mean, that's like, I mean, that's really you know, damn good. That's you know, almost 50%. Wow.
2: Here's here's what the <laughs> it's other... It's like
3: the next Jason Capono, he... or whatever that guy's name is. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Where was he... he drafted? Where was Capono drafted? Number one? Oh, I don't know. No. Uh, I was going to say what the what other... Was... What the other uh, media outlets will not tell you is that uh, Markel Fultz is a better three-point shooter than two-point shooter in these playoffs. Uh, And that is a disturbing fact.
3: I don't think it's disturbing. (laughs) I actually, I've been very encouraged watching him play against the Bucs. You know, I admittedly, I only watch a handful of, of match games every season during the regular season. But I've seen a lot of them during the playoffs. And I've been really encouraged. He goes... Hard to the hoop. He's missed but, a lot of those, but but
2: it's because they've been. <laughs> he's he's shooting 46% from care. three in the playoffs and 37% from two. <laughs> I don't care. I've been impressed
3: by his motor, by his speed, by his ability to get to the basket. I think he will improve. He is, you know, yes, he looks kind of like Rodney Stuckey right now, but he's better than that. I, <laughs> I promise I, you. I did like a little Rodney you Stuckey.
1: Do you think he's on the... I think best case scenario is maybe a DJ Augustine uh, career comp, you know, where he probably should be a reserve, but gets starting spots on bad teams.
3: Honest. I, and this is going to sound insane, but he kind of reminds me of younger Derrick Rose. Um, yeah, that's insane. That's insane. And no, I'm just saying the ability to get to the basket, his strength, his speed, head. like, so that, you
2: see an MVP there. in the future. Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. <laughs>
2: <laughs> future mvp Mark fultz you heard it here first potential sleepers <laughs> for next season uh or undervalued players however you want to term it we're not getting we're not we're not getting super concrete here uh my first name on my list is luke Kennard, who was 101st in per game uh this season in terms of fantasy ranks he only played 28 games because of injury, but Detroit is I don't know, I don't know if you guys know this. Detroit sucks. <laughs> <laughs> News plus and, and they hot. they will be bad again next year, if not the worst team in the league. But Luke Kennard is still there. And he will be their Markel Fultz. No. Uh he <laughs> I he he should handle the ball a ton for them. If not it, he he could be their primary playmaker um before he got hurt canard was averaging 17 points you don't think on crazy, 45 40 89 4.3 assists and 3.6 rebounds but shannon has probably watched more than him than anyone else here so i don't want to speak out of turn
3: well the original Mark fultz derrick rose is still going to be on the roster next year
2: <laughs> so <laughs> that's true actually.
3: i and derrick rose looked he played really well for the pistons this year um Blake Griffin is going to be healthy. He's already is he? he yeah, there's a already a ball ton ball. of reports about ball. how healthy he's he mm-hmm. is right now. He's ball healthier board. than he's been, ever, I, I think, probably. ever. Yeah, yeah, honestly, um, he looks great. Absolutely fantastic. Can't tell you how great <laughs> he looks. Uh, <laughs> I, I agree. The team doesn't have much. Um, I my one worry about Kennard is actually who does Detroit draft? Oh, that could impact say, it. Where,
1: where's Detroit in the lottery? What spot they got?
3: Seventh pick, I think. That sounds right. I think so. I, I don't know. Uh, sorry, guys. Sorry. Go, go look it up. I'm not going to <laughs> it right now. I, it, it, it's somewhere between the seventh, eighth, or ninth. I'm pretty sure it's the seventh. I don't even know. I haven't looked at the mock drafts close enough since the lottery has happened to know who's projected to go in that range. Um, but I, yeah, I that's the one thing I worry about with Kennard. I think Kennard's okay. a good player. Um I like so him does
1: pick seven, by the way.
3: Yeah. Seven. I do I do like Kennard, but Derek Rose and Blake Griffin are still there. And they're not as exciting to think about because they've been around forever. But you know, if those two guys are healthy, they're gonna have the ball in their
2: hands a ton. All three of those guys can average twenty a game. Kennard's not, not averaging twenty. <laughs> Kennard will never twenty <laughs> per game in this season. Uh okay, Ken, who are you thinking?
1: Uh, here's my sleeper. I'll start with, um, Dante DiVincenzo, Milwaukee West Matthews, the current starting shooting guards on a one-year deal. Uh, DiVincenzo has taken a big le- leap in shooting from 40.3% to 40.5% this season. His made threes have gone from 0.8 to 1.3 per game. I also kind of assume money's going to be tight. The bucks keep Giannis on his max deal they may not have money for uh, a veteran like Matthews. Um,
2: anyway, so I just think I see a big minutes leap for Divincenzo. DiVincenzo's is really good. He's been back in the playoffs, but in the regular season he was great. Uh, a top, um, he's an incredible defender, great rebounder uh, for the guard position. I, I mean, I like him a lot, and I think uh, all the points you make are good. He could see a lot more run. Next year, his usage, I don't think he's ever going to be that high because he's primarily a spot-up guy um, and a defender, but uh, also not a bad dynasty option, honestly. And I wouldn't be opposed to taking a flyer on him late um, in next year's drafts either.
3: I went a little bit of a different route. Um, instead of targeting sleepers, I'm looking at over overvalued, undervalued draft. Folks, guys who are going to sure. be overdrafted or underdrafted. Yeah. Sorry, listeners, but notes got Shen scrambled. Totally wires up the wires were crossed. So the the picks <laughs> you're getting from me are not sleepers. Just deal with it. Um, <laughs> These are overvalued guys. They're, 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 they could overvalued overvalued. They're, they're could be overvalued or undervalued. They're could start who with overvalued. To have make potential. Sh- yeah, they have potential to be either or. Um, we're going to debate it. They're swing guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the first is uh, Michael Porter. I believe, I think most folks don't believe the same thing as me. I believe he's going to be undervalued in drafts.
1: His defense really scares me.
3: Yeah, that's the only argument people have, though.
1: Well, it's half the game. You know, (laughs) but
3: it's not, honestly.
2: (laughs) It's like a quarter of the game in the NBA. If you come to roto Basketball, it's 0% of the game.
3: I... I just I look at the fact that Plumlee is off the books, Millsaps off the books. Jeremy Grant's got a player option for next year, which I'm assuming he declines. Hey, could you know it's nine million? My guess is he'll rather he'd rather have a multi year contract. Playing well in the playoffs. He, I like Jeremy Grant. He's a good player. So with all with those guys gone, clears a ton of minutes in the front court. And then yes, you know I will admit
1: don't the, think the, the healing is going to be high on him coming out of the playoffs, though. He sure got a lot of positive press in Orlando. He has.
3: He has. But when you look at the overall stats for 2019, they're, they're nothing to write home about. Um, when you factor in, a lot of people will look at the, the inflated production during the bubble and say... Well, Gary Harris was out. Will Barton was out. Jamal Murray missed like the first four of those games, four or five of those games. And that's the only reason why we saw that kind of production from him. I, I look at it from the other standpoint. I just firmly believe in the talent. I think that he has, I think he's going to be an all-star level, a perennial all-star star in the NBA. And I think next year is when the D- Nuggets really commit to playing him a ton, um, his per thirty-six uh, stats were great this year: twenty points, ten rebounds, one assist, one steal. Or, I'm sorry, uh, one steal, one block, two and a half three pointers. Um, you know, good percentages: fifty-one percent from the floor, eighty-three percent from the line, forty-two percent from downtown. Like there, the question marks were: can he hit NBA three pointers, and enough to be a three specifically? And can he play defense right now? We know we can't play defense. It's hurt him during the playoffs. He's seen less minutes because of it. So I just think there are enough question marks that it's going to he's going to drop out of the top 50. And I think his ADP will be lower than 50. I believe he deserves top 50 pick. I think he's going to far, far exceed any projections that most sites have for him.
2: Okay. Yeah, I think I think he could land in that. 40 or 50 range if people are aggressive because at some point people might be they might get to the fourth round and they might see LaMarcus Aldridge on the board and they'd be like I just take Michael Porter. It
3: just depends on the type of draft you have. I mean one guy who I think is actually going to be very close to him who's also on my list is Zion. So if I'm picking between the two honestly I'm picking Michael Porter. I know that's probably I'm I'm picking Michael Porter over Zion. I think Zion's going to be Way overdrafted next year, um, even though we agree there. Yeah, he's going to be way overdrafted. I so. also
1: worry about. Frankly, I worry about Zion's conditioning. Maybe I'm just reading too much into his his also terrible defense in the bubble, but he does not look in shape. He can't guard anyone on the perimeter. No, he cannot. It, he 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 and Porter, frankly, are in, to me similar situations. They're just more hype behind Zion.
2: Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, Zion's not a good defender. But like you mentioned on the perimeter, he can't move laterally at all. Um, yeah, I mean, Zion is a guy who I think is going to be overvalued. I put in as a potential bust, so I'm glad you brought him up. Shannon, on a per-game basis this year, 91st, obviously his points and field goal percentage are amazing. Field goal percentage is top tier, but he's not a strong rebounder. He is on offen- on the offensive glass, and maybe the defensive glass will pick him next year. Just gonna you you never know. He can't hit free throws. He does not pass that much. He plays no defense, and he doesn't hit threes. No, and he, he doesn't have much of an off season
1: this year to get in shape. You know, like a yeah. standard off season, there's time for him to come back with an improved, awesome body. I don't see that happening this off season.
3: It'll be tougher, although the season's likely to start a little bit later than previously announced. Could start um, in March. They were, they were talking about December uh, previously, like months ago, um, and they've, they've already pushed stuff back, like the draft and everything else. They're pushing that back. I the thought off-season. we were kind of
1: leaning to Christmas as maybe the...
3: Well, uh, it's definitely not December 1st is all I'm saying is yeah, they, gonna- they've they've... They've already basically conceded the fact that oh, yeah. it's not going to be early. Silver December. set. Yeah, silver set. So back, we know we have no idea when that's gonna be. Um I yeah, I just like like you said, he hit Zion did not rebound as well as we expected coming out of college. Um I do think that'll improve. Um he's a better playmaker than than MPJ. Um but he, he wasn't better on the defensive end. He's not a better. I mean, Michael Porter's a leaps and bounds better at three point shooting. Oh, yeah. um, people will okay. see the 43% that Zion shot from downtown and be like, oh, well, he's an okay three point shooter. No, he's horrible. He is a horrible three point <laughs> shooter.
1: But also, yeah, I, everyone always too quickly blows off bad free throw shooting, but they should not.
3: Right. Exactly. Um, so it's, I mean, Zion's a. He's a beast. He can score. I mean, 29 points per 36 minutes. His rookie season, only 24 games.
1: Well, always we, going to be a bigger name than the numbers are worthy.
3: Not he's I the, mean, not. You not remove the name
1: and you show just the stats, and no, he, people would not be as gaga for him.
3: Zion's going to be great. I think he's going to put some lottie stats up in his throughout his career. the The problem is, you mentioned the free throw percentage the 3 point shooting those things i don't believe are going to be there next year you know the conditioning yeah. might not be as improved as we would like next season because of the shortened off season and with those the lack of improvement in those areas and the lack of time to refine those skills before the next season starts is where i i question how good he can be next season as a fantasy player as a real life player if the dude plays 80 game, you know 90% of the scheduled games next year He's going to be an all-star. He's going to put up mon- monster stats. Like he's going to score twenty-five points per game if he's getting out, if he's yes. healthy.
1: I think no, that's a it's big. It's not. Yes. I, did
3: you twenty-nine I minutes will, per thirty-six this year? No, no,
1: no. His rookie season. The game count. The game count. I think the game yeah. count is a think, big.
3: All right. Is. Yeah, that's if he. I'm saying if he stays healthy, it's a given. I just worry about three pointers, free throw percentage, stuff like that from a fantasy standpoint.
2: In a points league. Draft the hell out of Zion. Oh,
3: yes, absolutely. All
2: right, Uh, we're gonna talk
1: about Zion till we're blue in the face. Yes. Between now and next start of next season. Let's get back to potential sleepers. And I want to stress one thing in particular that is true year after year after year. And that is stop devaluing second-year guys. Every year people fall in love with all the great draft news and the hot new rookies. And the second year guys magically lose value, even though so many of them are ready to step up and play a lot better in their second year. So we don't need, I'm not saying let's debate each player, but Brandon Clark, Rui Hachimura, PJ Washington, Darius Baisley. There are, there's going to be some ripe, great late round picks on second year guys in next year's drafts.
2: Uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm out on Darius Baisley, but uh, I Brandon Clark, Rui Hachimura, P.J. Washington. I'm all behind that. Like, you don't Clark like is,
1: Baisley's bubble play? It looks like he's showing some flashes. Late-round uh, flyer on the guy, on a team that needs scoring.
2: I I don't know if he's a good fantasy player. I mean, he's, per 36 minutes, like 11 points. I I
3: don't know. One don't thing, know. The one thing I do like about Baisley is, I, Roberson doesn't matter, but he's off the books. Gallinari's off the books. So they're actually, and I also, I I think that OKC is gonna at least explore a full rebuild after this season. So that means maybe getting rid of Stephen Adams if they can, Chris Paul, um, and if that you know even Schroeder <sighs> with. But just the the absence of Gallinari alone is enough for me to be interested in Baisley. It depends on who they draft. Is there going to be anyone worth rostering and fantasy that's available that late in the draft to be determined? But I mean, the absence of Gallinari alone, I mean, that's one of the reasons why Baisley had really good bubble play is because Gallinari was his mute his minutes were down. They were saving him for for the playoffs, and Baisley was getting more run. I'm with you, Ken. I, I'm excited about Baisley,
2: okay. I was not expecting this.
1: <laughs> I, hey, I
2: wasn't. I wasn't before the bubble. I mean, I was.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm purely from bubble play. Maybe I watched too many uh, Thunder Rockets bubble games.
2: No, he had he had good games. He had a 2010. He had three 20 point games in a row. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, Alex, talk. Take us to Washington for a guy you like to beat the drum I, on. I can't quit Thomas Bryant. Like <laughs> I, you can't. You should have a poster of him over your bed. It's there are a few guys. Yeah, he's he uh, he's a sleeper again for me.
1: Uh, <laughs> What's so the meme with the superhero looking at a frame picture of a guy? Yeah, your, your frame picture is Thomas
2: Bryant. Yeah, he. I thought he'd be a sleeper this year. Uh, he got hurt, and then his minutes were limited. But in the bubble like Darius Basley, Thomas Bryant popped off beat the Celtics
1: in the last game to make sure the wizards didn't go winless for all of Orlando. Yes. That alone. He was taking charges. He was screaming his, he was screaming like crazy when he's facing like the deep end of the Celtic bench. He was all in. He was a monster
2: in the bubble. Averaged 18.6 points on 53, 41, 76 shooting nine rebounds, two blocks. One, and a half <laughs> steals 1.4 blocks because he was fully healthy, he saw 30 minutes. This was also I think they
1: only played him sometimes. He was just one on 5, right? Yeah, they did uh, no, no uh, Yeah,
3: zero other NBA players on no the floor. Lithuanian
1: <laughs> Laser. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I I'm with you, Alex. Okay. I I I was deep into ta- Thomas Bryant this season. <laughs> uh
2: like I wasn't he, the only
3: one. He ruined a couple of my teams. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I even that. I had a buddy text me. Um, he was announced he had to announced his keepers, and he's like, Hey, who do I keep? Thomas Bryant or Sabonis. And I told him Sabonis initially, and then I texted him back uh 30 <laughs> minutes later. I said, No, 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 go with Thomas Bryant. Dude is awesome. You know, was i was like typed it up how I was hyping up how Bryant was hitting all the three-pointers during, uh, during the preseason last year, how great he was going to be, um, that he had no competition for minutes. It's true. And then Scotty Brooks happened. So uh, I
1: blame Scotty Brooks. 12 games totally. off the bench. 12 I, of his 46 games, he came in as a reserve on that terrible team, which made no he,
3: sense. He only played 25 minutes per game, and averaged 13 and 7, with one block, and... Yeah, he took some three pointers, not as many. He took two three pointers a game, not as many as I was expecting, but I think that's going to actually change next year. I, 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 you know, given, especially given his production in the bubble, if he gets closer to 30, 32 minutes per game, which we hope he does, given the progression we've seen from him, then he is going to be a monster next year. And I think he'll be better
1: than Sabonis next year. Um, but Wizards, from a don't standpoint. pick till yeah. ninth. I don't see them
2: getting a stud play right away. Center. Yeah, obviously, that'll picks. factor into it, right? I would. I would love to see a Miles Turner, Thomas Bryant front court. We so much more fun than the Sabonis, Miles Turner front court. Let's get on the phone. Let's make that just one for one. Thomas Bryant for demise Sabonis swap happen. Uh, Shannon, who are some other guys? That. Should we shift to bust? Or are we are we are we sticking
1: with sleepers though, Alex? What are we at? I'm we're, so
3: confused. We're, I'm going, we're we're shifting to Shannon, which means <laughs> get, those, get those sleepers and busts out of here. I'm going back with the overvalued, undervalued. Uh, I believe Jalen Brown will be overvalued in drafts next year. Um, he's coming off a great regular season. Uh, Twenty points, six and a half rebounds. Two assists, one steal. Uh, He hits three-pointers, 2.3 three-pointers per game. Um, Absolutely fantastic for Boston this year. That's only continued in the bubble. Um, He's been just as good. My worry here is that Boston has... Well, Tatum's the clear-cut number one guy in Boston. There's no doubt about that. And then they have Kemba Walker. They have Gordon Hayward. And then Jalen Brown, too. So how much more upside does brown have with those four guys all on the same team how many more shots per game can he actually get can he score more than 20 points per game yeah probably we had him projected at 22 points per game so we were pretty close but i believe it'll take a lot for him to increase and actually hit that 22 23 or whatever that next step is for him to be valued appropriately you could get him very cheap in drafts this past uh, this past year yeah, and I had him on numerous teams, but moving forward, I feel like he's going to be drafted based on his twenty nineteen twenty twenty production and 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 assumed growth from there. And I just, I think the growth is going to be hard.
1: Well, I want to piggyback on this because on my bust list, uh, I had Gordon Hayward. You hmm. you mentioned Hayward ahead of Brown in the pecking order next year. I don't I'm, think that, that's going to be true. That I that think,
3: wasn't a pecking order. I was just naming okay. the names. I I All do right. believe Brown.
1: I think I wouldn't be shocked if Hayward moves to the bench next year. It's the last year of that big contract. You'll um, be 30. Uh, it'll be his age 30 season. I also start to worry very much that Hayward now has an injury issue, you know, that he uh, an injury prone issue that we wouldn't have discussed back in his jazz days. Cause he played a heck of a lot of games with the jazz days. But now I think we have to worry about, uh, Hayward being a repeated injury guy, I, I and I don't see Boston being as married to him. They're locked into Brown for the next four or five years uh, on a much bigger, you know. Uh, as I just I just think Brown's going to be a lot higher in the pecking order. I don't know how much room for improvement there is, but I think there's some.
3: Okay, no, and I I agree with you that Brown's takes priority over Gordon Hayward, uh, and I think Kemba Walker. It's more of a toss up. Um, but you know, those two are basically, I think Kevin Walker and Brown are two, a two B, you know, in the packing order for the Boston Celtics.
1: A a pleasant, a pleasant aspect for Walker, uh, not for owning Walker in fantasy, but Walker in real life is Walker doesn't seem to care as much about the regular season. I mean, it's in a good way. Right. He doesn't care about being the dominant scorer like he was forced to do in Charlotte. He's he's come out repeatedly and said, it's a joy to see Tatum and Brown yeah. uh, light it up and for him not to have to carry the load every night. So I don't see, you know, Walker just wants to stay sharp so that he can hit his shots at crunch time. But he seems okay deferring to
2: the youngsters. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you. So uh, we have about 10 minutes left for this pod. I do want to get to Dynasty talk. So, Ken, do you have one more sleeper and one more bus that you would like to touch on before we move on?
1: I was my other two. Sleeper is the right word, but second year guys again, Kobe White last 11 games, 24 points, four and a half assists over one steal amazingly shot 45.6% from the field. I say amazing because it was hitting 3.43s a game. Um, The new Chicago offense ought to be centered around Kobe White a lot more next year. And I have a creepy feeling Josh Richardson's actually going to have a bounce-back year with the Sixers. They have to open up that offense after this playoff disaster. It's his second year of Philly. He ought to feel a little more comfortable. And remember that Richardson is a career 1.8 stocks Per game
2: average guy uh, over his career, so I like Richardson Light. I do think they should feature him more, and I I like Kobe White a lot. He's not uh, not an amazing passer by any means, nope. um, not necessarily a plus defender. But him and Zach Levine are just going to shoot a lot. Shoot, shoot, shoot. <laughs> exactly. I'm not, uh, sure I'm not sure I'd
1: want to. I'm not sure I want Kobe as my starting point guard on my real life team, but fantasy.
2: What the heck? <laughs> okay. Um, we're going to shift quickly into guys or one guy, I should say that we, that we like in dynasty. Uh, the guy that I decided to highlight here is Mikel bridges for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, had an awesome uh, played really well in the bubble uh, Was someone who got featured more in the offense. Uh, he was 99th this season on a per game basis, the final 32 games of the season. He's not, he's not a, Volume scorer by any means, it was 12 points, but he was on 51-40-90 shooting, 4.2 rebounds, 2.3 assists, 2.3 combined steals plus blocks. I think he'll shoot more threes next year. Just a guy, I think, is in the mold of a Robert Covington that may slowly develop over time, but I think um, will always have a really big role on a team, and I think someone that's worth targeting in Dynasty, because he may not necessarily... Be, you know hyper he's not going to be valued by someone who's in yeah. win now mode i don't think so you might Here's be able the, to steal him the main argument against it alex
1: i don't want to be too negative but okay. charlotte has the number number three pick in the draft no Just we're talking
2: meaning, no we're talking mikhail bridges not miles bridges oh sorry wrong bridges that's fine my apologies no i well but that's actually a good thing to bring up about miles bridges is that he i i thought bridges was a sleeper last year or coming into this year and he 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 definitely slept. He slept. Uh, he, <laughs> he slept, slept
1: through the whole know, year. Looking at a reserve role, depending on how the draft <laughs> goes for those guys. But uh, sorry, wrong bridges. Jeez. That's OK. Uh, Ken, who are you?
2: Know, you, who you want? I want to add a
1: little to Macal, too. OK. When he's getting major winnets in the bubble, the Suns, as we know, won. Yeah, being, they did not lose. Why screw up with a lineup that works?
2: That's I should have made that point, but thank you. (laughs) You made it for me.
1: After I butchered the brother analysis, I had to add some value. Sorry. Yes. Thank you.
2: Thank you. (laughs) Uh, You have Fred Van Vliet in our keeper league for a dollar.
1: I do, and maybe it's too late or too obvious to mention Fred Van Vliet for dynasty talk. But consider these things: he's shown four straight years of good quality improvement. He went. Last year to this year, from 11 points a game to 7.6 points a game, he went from 4.8 assists to 6.6 assists a game this season. And Kyle Lowry is 34 years old. I still love Kyle Lowry. He's a winner, but he ain't playing 82 games for the Raptors next year. They need Van Vliet to carry the load more. I've been a big FVV fan for three or four years, and I do love the fact that I own him for $1 in our Roto-Wire Keeper League.
3: Yeah, for for me with dynasty leagues, I'm going to piggyback on Ken's mention of second year players earlier. Um, There's a ton of second year players who if if you if you're in a dynasty league, they're probably drafted in the 120 to 150 range this past season. Um, You've got Darius Garland, Kobe White, Brandon Clark, Michael Porter Jr. Those guys. I mean, we know Michael Porter Jr. is going to have a very inflated cost on draft day this year. Um, some of those other guys might not be too bad. They might still fall outside the top 100 Darius Garland, for instance, or they're in that 80 to 100 range. I like a lot. I like all of all four of those guys yeah. I mentioned. Um, the as NBA dynasty draft
1: is picks. so much fun. The NBA draft is so much fun. Uh, I get why everyone forgets the second year guys and obsesses about the rookies, but it's just such a classic mistake. I feel like, and maybe that's just. Classic old guy approach, but uh, that's I'm dying on that flag. I
3: mean, we've seen it. We've seen it routinely. I mean, a guy like De'Aaron Fox showed significant growth in his second year. If you targeted him for his second year, then you you reap dividends there. Um,
1: you know, this is how old I am. I reap dividends on Jawan Howard's second year. That's
3: right? Exactly. Money. Exactly. <laughs> um, wow. The. Yeah, it-
1: with the bullets
3: you know a guy who's not mentioned much or at least not mentioned in a positive light much uh colin sexton showed really good growth in his second year i mean averaged over 20 points per game um his stats are actually pretty comparable to jalen brown's from this season less rebounds than brown but pretty comparable across the board um you know good good efficiency uh I like Colin Sexton moving forward too, but there are lots of second-year players. The four I mentioned: Garland, Porter, Clark, and and White, um, and plenty of others. If there's folks you like, Tyler Hero, everyone loves Tyler Hero. Um, so, yeah, there, that's Robinson. where I would mine it. I would mine those second-year players. That's where I'm seeing a lot of a lot of my good value in keeper leagues. Like I have De'Aaron Fox locked up long-term. Um, you know, Donovan Mitchell. He uh, he had a great rookie year, but then he backed that up and got even better his second year. Um, there's tons of examples throughout uh, recent recent years, recent seasons where those second year guys really take that next step.
2: Okay, uh, we're going to wrap this up. Obviously, there will be no Friday FanDuel discussion. Uh, so, Ken, do you have an old man rant for us?
1: Uh, uh obviously, I need to avoid all. Unfortunately, all the news lately. Um, I will say this before the pod, I had to watch a 20 minute video on preparing for my colonoscopy. I am not looking forward to that. <laughs> eh. That's, that's preparing good enough. For... Mandatory when you turn 50. So everyone be warned. Uh, so, uh, no, no rants.
2: No, rant. Okay. That was, that was enough of a rant for me. I, I mean, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want to hear it. Uh, well,
1: should I embed the video
2: in our article story for anyone curious? Uh,
1: colonoscopies are horrible by the way. <laughs> This is the prep to have it done to you. Oh, you didn't even get into where the camera's going and all that. It was the prep.
3: Yes. No, I know. I've had two colonoscopies. I know exactly what (laughs) their prep situation
2: is. It's the worst. Well, thank you, everyone, (laughs) for joining us on the Roto-Wire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. No mispronounced
1: names? No mispronounced names? we butcher anything?
2: I don't think so. So I no. really wanted to say
3: Anthony Simmons. I always, I always, <laughs> always want to say Simmons, but
1: we've listed that three or four times. Yeah. So I don't think we have to apologize anymore for that.
2: Uh, thank you, everyone. The podcast is presented by Prop Swap. Ken, take us out of here.
1: Yeah, our out quote today. Let's go to Houston. When Coach Mike D'Antoni had his six hundred win, but it was overshadowed by James Harden scoring fifty seven points. D'Antoni said, "Quote, I'll get over it. I'll go home and have some oatmeal." I'll be fine. Attention passengers! This three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line!